Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Brustling Unlimited, as we are here on the 16th of August, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw, and I'm going to apologize right now. If my microphone sounds bad or low, I don't know what happened, but I have what's called the GoXLR Mixer. And there's four channels to it. And for some reason, nothing was routing to that fourth channel. So I went into the settings and I fixed it and made it route and everything. And then all of a sudden, my microphone was low. And I tried to change the settings to raise it up, but not raise it up too much where it sounds bad. And I raised it back up. And then all of a sudden, things just start, started sounding weird. And so, I don't know. Let me know how the microphone sounds how I sound, if you think it sounds all right and whatnot. But with that, we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, Fonzie says, microphone sounds fine. Awesome, awesome. So with that, also, for the couple people that said, where's the ticker and the hub thing, I was recording other things that wasn't wrestling related, so I had it turned off and forgot to turn it back on. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember to help us out here on Twitch. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out on Twitch by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, just like Cold Cuts recently did, or if you're already paying Amazon for Amazon Prime, then screw it. They give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel with Prime Gaming. And so why won't you give that free subscription to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by donating a super chat or a super sticker in the live chat or subscribing as a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But with that, we've got less than a week to talk uh, till SummerSlam. Martin Rodriguez is getting timed out for NASCAR slander in the chat. You don't come into my chat. Look at all them fucking NASCAR hats up there. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. You don't come in to my chat. And say NASCAR sucks. You do not denigrate the greatest sport known to mankind as auto racing, more specifically NASCAR. And why did my light just turn off? Give me one second, guys. All kinds of technical hiccups. Anyways, anyways, NASCAR, greatest sport ever. I'm going to say right now, NASCAR is greater than pro wrestling. I just said it. I just said it. With that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Also, hold on one second. I do have this I wanted to get to. Um, all right. So before we talk about tonight's show, I got some news that 
Two things, actually. As far as, well, one is for SummerSlam. Oh, you want to call me sensitive, bro? Now you got to leave me alone calling me sensitive? No. It's not being sensitive. It's standing up for things that I enjoy and like. And people that say NASCAR sucks are the people that don't understand it. They just think you're in a car and you're driving around. No, it is way more than just that. And if you would take just a little bit to learn about auto racing, just a little bit, you would know how hard it is. It's, I'm not even going to get into it here. Jimmy Hayes, are you kidding me, bro? Really? Really? I'm going to time you out too, goddamn. Not a sport. It's fishing game. No, no. You get in to a fucking 3,400-pound car, drive it 180 miles an hour with four other cars around you less than two inches from touching you, and tell me that's not hard. Motherfuckers. Anyways, our SummerSlam goes this weekend. SummerSlam is Saturday. And usually when WWE does a stadium show, like with WrestleMania and whatnot, they like to get into the building over a week in advance, if not two weeks in advance. Because not only does WWE have to get in there and make sure everything's good to go for what they need, but the actual grounds crew of the stadium has to go in there before WWE and basically tear up the grass and all that stuff. WWE doesn't do that. The grounds crew does that. And, man, I'm just banning people left and right. Another left turn. Oh, You obviously didn't see the last two races in NASCAR where they went left and right. Anyways. <clears throat> Anyways. So, WWE likes to get into buildings a week to two weeks in advance when they're setting up stadiums. And unfortunately, unfortunately, because the Raiders played last night at a home game, WWE couldn't do anything till today. And today... After the grounds crew went in there and took up the turf. So WWE's got less than five days to turn around this stadium. Usually they like to have it done a day or two before the event. Like usually with WrestleMania, that's on a Sunday. They usually like to have the everything set up, ready, done, good to go Friday. So then Saturday they can do run-throughs of like entrances and whatnots. And... With WWE, if, if, say, WWE wanted to have the, the stadium ready two days in advance so the night before they can do run-throughs, that means the stadium would need to be ready Thursday. So then Friday they can do run-throughs. And they can't even do everybody's run-through on Friday because a lot of the crew, half the crew, the SmackDown brand, is going to be in Phoenix for SmackDown. But regardless, WWE's got, they're crunching. They're working around the clock. From what I was told, they're working hard. They get Allegiant Stadium ready. They got less time than normal to get a stadium ready. And I have no doubt that it's going to be good. They could just hire more local crew to help get everything going. But we'll see how it works. They played Saturday. Okay. I knew they played this weekend. And WWE, like I said, likes to get in over a week early. And with them not being able to get in till today. Because I was told WWE couldn't do anything till today. I assume that Raiders played on Sunday. I wasn't following. I don't follow the Raiders. I just follow 49ers and the the Washington football team. 
Those are the two teams that I grew up as fans of and follow and whatnot. But regardless, I was told WWE couldn't do anything till today. So that I guess that would mean that maybe the grounds crew went in yesterday to pull the the sod, the the grass. But WWE's got like three, four days to get this building ready. So uh, uh. Nexus Nexus knows what's up. He's a Kyle Larson fan. Me too. Mm. My second favorite current driver. Not my second favorite all-time driver. Second favorite current driver. Anyways, we got Monday Night Raw to talk about. I wanted to get that uh, little news note out there about SummerSlam, how WWE's crunching it. They're working harder than ever to get a stadium ready because they had less time than normal to get this stadium. I think with Mania this past year, they had... I want to say, let me do the math here, because they went in, because I know there was a college football game in that stadium March 27th. WWE had over two weeks. I think they weren't in there for that long, but that's the time that they, the building was available for them. So they had, and I think they took at least a week and a half to set up for WrestleMania this year. So having to set up SummerSlam in less than five days, four days, if if this if the set is a simplistic set, I would understand it. If it's like WrestleMania 35, I would understand it because they've got way less time than normal to set up a stadium. Also, a uh, Al Rojas says, "What is news with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks?" I have no clue. They didn't work Saturday. They didn't work Sunday. They worked Friday for SmackDown, but they didn't work Saturday, and they didn't work Sunday. And all it was said was, unforeseen circumstances will keep them from appearing. We don't know what that means. They're being tight-lipped with that. WWE's not saying anything. And if we ha- if, if I hear anything, I'll report it. I'll put a video out and whatnot. But we'll see. Also, Christian, I was going to get to that. Christian, I was going to get to that. He says, Nikki Ash finally has gear. Yeah, our merchandise. Yeah, who knew t-shirts for Nikki Ash? And I wish these t-shirts would have came Three weeks ago, when I ordered my kids some WWE merch, I'm not going to order more. I ordered them each two shirts for back to school. So I ended up getting my daughter some Bailey shirts. I, no, I got her yeah, two Bailey shirts because I got my son a Roman Reigns and a John Cena shirt. But I was like, man, my daughter would love it if there's a Nikki Ash shirt with a butterfly. And what do they come out with today? A Nikki Ash shirt with a butterfly. They couldn't have had this three weeks ago, like right after she won the belt. Ah, fuck. Anyways. Anyways, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. This show was all right. I honestly didn't think this was anything special, especially for a go-home show, to be 100% completely honest. Um, Wait a minute. We just got breaking news that affects SummerSlam. Okay. We just got big breaking news that affects SummerSlam, guys. Let me pull this tweet up from the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's pull this up on the screen. As you guys see here, the Las Vegas Raiders to require proof of COVID-19 vaccinations for Raider games at Allegiant Stadium. Now, 
I jumped the gun and said this could affect SummerSlam. It may affect SummerSlam. We don't know. As of right now, let me click into this and see if this is also going to affect SummerSlam or not. But this was just put out in the last 20 minutes by Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Raiders. This says, quote, the Las Vegas Raiders will require all attendees at home games to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination through Clear's free mobile app and health pass feature, allowing fans to attend games without wearing a mask. The policy will take effect for the first regular season. Okay, so it's not going to affect till September 13th when they take on the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Raw. The Raiders are the first team in the National Football League to announce a vaccine no-mask policy. Okay, so it may not, it may not affect SummerSlam, but I wanted to bring this up. You guys can't see this. What the hell? Hold on. Let me fix this here. Give me one second. I don't know why the screen did that. It zoomed in really bad. Let's just go boom. So, says the Raiders will hold a press conference tomorrow at noon to announce details of this program. Now, again, we don't know if this is going to affect SummerSlam this weekend. Let me look up. I'm going to look up. The Raiders home game schedule really fast. Do they have any other preseason home games is the big question. Raiders preseason schedule. Like I said, Raiders played this past weekend. Um, Raiders schedule. They played on Saturday. They play. Doesn't say if it's a home game or not. Okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Raiders. Raiders, Raiders. Okay, so they don't have any more home games. That's why it's not going to affect the Raiders. But again, we do not know as of right now if this will affect WWE for SummerSlam this weekend. It will hold a press conference tomorrow, which I will be following very, very closely. And if it is going to affect SummerSlam, then they will announce it tomorrow, I assume. I'm, I know, never just assume, but... Here we go, here we go. This could be a big deal. This could be a really big deal for SummerSlam. Because if they say it's going into effect for Raider games on the 13th, because that's our next home game, but also going to be in effect for Wrestle for SummerSlam this weekend with the WWE, crap. They're saying you have to be vaccinated. It The thing says vaccinated for no mask, but it doesn't say vaccinated, no mask, or non-vaccinated with a mask. It just says vaccinated, and then you don't have to wear a mask. So, crap. Now, I know in Nevada, you have to wear a mask regardless indoors. I've been told that WWE may try to finagle it and say it's an outdoor building. It's an outdoor stadium. But I don't know exactly how they're going to play that. I know some have pitched the idea of, hey, let's try to say it's outdoors. It's a football stadium. The top's kind of open-ish the way it's vented and stuff. But we'll see if this does affect SummerSlam coming up this weekend. But I just got a message and got that sent to me. So hopefully this doesn't affect SummerSlam. I am going to... Tweet this out.
um, tweeted out, not sure if this will affect SummerSlam or not, but if it does, it could mean only vaccinated fans can attend the show. Yes. A press. Uh, readers organization will be held tomorrow at noon pacific all right guys like i said i will follow this story very closely tomorrow and if we do hear anything on if it could impact um SummerSlam or not i will let you guys know especially you guys who are going to SummerSlam, are going to las vegas for the show this weekend that are possibly not yet vaccinated also, thanks, Chris, uh, Christian. Yeah, I finally got a PS5. I ordered it last Thursday, and it said, you'll get it in October. Ah, fuck. Anyways, now we can talk about Monday Night Raw. Now we can talk about Raw. Who was at the show opened up with a recap of last week's involvement with Randy Orton and Riddle. Orton opened up tonight's show, and he was mostly cheered by the crowd in San Antonio, Texas. He said, people have been asking him all week, why? 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 Did you get Riddle and RKO? And he's, he explained it. He said, he didn't need friends. He didn't need anybody. He didn't need Riddle to come out there and try to help him against AJ Styles. With or without Riddle's help, he would have won. He reminded us that he's a 14-time world champion and claimed that he did, did it all by himself. He said, right now, I don't know anybody in explanation. Orton said that he was the apex predator and Raw was still his territory. He said he proved it to Styles and he'll prove it tonight to Omos. He called Omos a force of nature who was also a jackass. Crowd chanted RKO and RK Bro at the same time, actually. It was like RKO, RK Bro, RKO, RK Bro. So Orton was about to say he would hit Ark. He said, I'm going to hit almost with the three most deadliest words in, in all of sports and or letters in all of sports and entertainment. R. K. And right before you can say the O, we hear it. Bro. And Byron Saxon, what impeccable timing. I mean, they played that really well. They played that very, very well. With that, Riddle enters and he says that. Randy, I don't need an explanation. I know why you did what you did last week. While you were gone, I was giving people RKOs in your honor. Maybe I wasn't doing them right, so you gave me a proper one to teach me this is how you do an RKO. So, with that, no hard feelings. Let's be a team. Said Orton. Needs him in his corner tonight against Omos. Riddle asked. We can bring back RK bro. AJ and Omos would then interfere or interrupt. Styles didn't care why almost gave Riddle an RKO, but would be happy to see it again. Styles said Orton only beat him because Riddle. Styles said Orton only beat him because of Riddle, and nothing would save him from almost tonight. Styles says he's sick of hearing the word bro, which led to a bro chant in the building. He then challenged Riddle to a match right here, right now. Riddle accepted. Riddle then assumes since Randy's already out here, he'll stay and be in his corner. And invited Styles to face a thrashing 
courtesy of RK Bro. So I said, you know, the match is happening next, right after the break. We go to commercial. When we come back, the 10 minute, almost 11 minute match between AJ and Riddle. And Riddle wanted a fist bump for Morton. And Orton, instead of giving him a fist bump, left him hanging and left. The crowd booed Orton slightly. Not, not much, but slightly. Styles was in control until Riddle wiped him out with a dive, which led to a break. Riddle mounted a comeback following the break, hitting a bridging German suplex for a two. Styles followed this up with the fireman's carry neckbreaker for a two. Riddle slipped out of a Styles clash attempt and kicked Styles' chest. But Styles countered a senton into a calf crusher until Riddle got a rope break. Cool little spot here. I like this. Riddle then hit an exploder suplex into the turnbuckle and went to the top. Uh, went to the top and became distracted by almost. Remember, Riddle out there by himself. Almost was out there with AJ. Styles knocked him off the ropes and hit a Styles clash for the pinfall victory. Good match while it lasted. I think if even if it went away in another two, three minutes, it still would have been a good match. Really good match. So in the back, Sarah Schreiber interviewed Nikki A.S.H. in Gorilla. Nikki spoke about confidence ahead of her next match with Rhea Ripley. She was confident she could beat Rhea Ripley tonight and retain the title this weekend at SummerSlam. Uh, they showed San Antonio Spurs player Keldon Johnson at ringside. He had his gold medal from the Tokyo Olympics and received a nice ovation from the crowd. Leave me alone says, do a giveaway for a PS5. Bro, you know how hard it was for me to find a PS5 for myself. I've been trying to get a damn PS5 since November. And I lucked into one last Thursday. I went on the Walmart website. They said 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll have PS5s. Within a minute, it said sold out. Then 30 minutes later, I just randomly refreshed the page and it said available. Clicked it. Somehow got one. Do you think I could just get another one? You do a giveaway with? Bro. Uh huh. Plus, that's like 560 bucks. I don't got another 560 bucks just laying around. I barely had that 560 bucks just laying around. I had that money. I saved that 560 bucks all through 2020. Cause I was gonna try because I've been trying to get one since November when the PS5 launched. So I I saved that money. Like literally, I was putting a little way each month for or for a PS5. I don't just have another 560 bucks. But I do have an idea for a possible giveaway here coming up soon with a trivia thing I'm going to do. We had Rhea Ripley. Well, actually, first off, before the match, a very sad riddle was walking backstage, carrying his scooter, not riding it, and Kevin Patrick interviewed him. He didn't think, uh, Riddle didn't think that he was going to give up on RK-Bro. But after tonight, maybe he should. Because Randy made him sad. We had Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Ash, Nikki A-S-H. Match went eight and a half minutes or so. Charlotte Flair entered to join commentary less than a minute in. Actually, like, right when the match started. There was a moment where she seemed to legitimately forget Byron Saxon's name. Called him Corey and then apologized. So Nikki hit a crossbody to the outside, which led to a break about 90 seconds into the match. Excuse me. Ripley was in control when we came back, and she hit a delayed vertical suplex. 
Nikki came back with a leg scissor takedown and a roll-up for a two, followed by a tornado DDT for a two. Ripley caught Nikki off the ropes and hit a northern light suplex for a near fall. Charlotte then mocked Nikki after the match. No, 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 I skipped a spot. So he hits the northern light suplex for a near fall. Ripley kicked out of another roll-up and hit a big boot and riptide to pick up the victory. So Charlotte mocks Nikki after the match, so Nikki attacks her on commentary. Charlotte tried to escape through the ring, but Ripley knocked her down. Ripley and Nikki got their shots in on Charlotte before chucking her from the ring. Um, Afonzi says you should get a M.2 drive with a heat sink for the PS5 to expand the storage. Actually, coincidentally, I just need the heat sink because I have an extra M.2 drive that I bought last week for my computer that now, because I, I technically don't need, need it for my computer, I just wanted it. Put it in that PS5. So yeah, I already have an extra one of those, to be honest. Uh, Sam? No. They didn't bring him back right back at SummerSlam. You crazy? Anyways, Ginger was trying to psych up Veer and Shanky in the back. Basically, they have to face Drew McIntyre tonight. Their lives are in his hands. Well, in, their lives are in their own hands. So, it was Shanky and Veer against Drew. If Drew wins... Veer and Shanky barred from ringside to SummerSlam. If Veer and Shanky win, Drew can't bring the sword. Which, here's the thing. Even if Drew, which, spoiler for the upcoming match, Drew wins, he can bring the sword with him. It's not like he can use it. It would still be a DQ on his part if he uses the sword. So yes, he can bring the sword, but he can't use the sword. Just saying. So this dip... Stupid. 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 I mean, I get it. It gets Fear and Shanky out of there. Whatever. So, Ginger was hyping them up before the big handicap match. Got an NXT commercial. There was a hype video for Bobby Lashley. MVP then told the stagehand to get them an unseasoned chicken breast and some purified water. Kevin Patrick approached and asked MVP what they can expect from the Lashley-Goldberg face-to-face tonight. MVP said Goldberg disrespected them last time he was on Raw, and Lashley is going to repay that tonight. Uh, Fonzie, it is the right kind. I've actually checked it after I bought the PS5. Again, coincidentally, I have the right one. So, that's awesome. We have the two-on-one handicap match. Drew McIntyre against Veer and Shanky with Jinder Mahal. Ringside match went three and a half minutes. Heels were in control early until McIntyre gave Shanky a Michinoku driver and Vera DDT. He knocked out Shanky with a Claymore kick and picked up the victory. Not much to this match. Like I said, went three and a half minutes. Crowd was actually kind of quiet for this match until Drew did the countdown. Three, two, one, Claymore! Which was surprising that they were just dead for this match until Drew went to the finish. Very interesting. So McIntyre wins, which means Veer and Shanky are banned. And yeah, he can bring the sword. But like I said, he can bring the sword, but he can't use the sword. Going forward, Charlotte Flair complained to Sonya and Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce, that is. Said she was attacked by Nikki and Rhea. They said, okay, you want some revenge before SummerSlam? 
Go find yourself a partner, and you can face those two in a tag team match later on tonight. Charlotte was annoyed by it, but agreed. They aired a Elias video. So last week they aired an Elias video where he was burning the guitar. This week the guitar was still burning, but he laid down a headstone that said Elias. 2017 to 2001, he said, WWE used to stand for Walk with Elias, but Elias is dead. So again, not sure what's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with the new Elias character they're going to go for. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know what the plan is. This kind of just came out of nowhere last week, and nobody was really expecting it, to be honest. So going forward, we didn't have Miz TV. We had Moist TV, hosted by John Morrison. Oh, funny spin on the Miz TV thing. The reason they didn't have it as Miz TV is because Miz was the special guest for John Morrison and his group, or in his, in his little show here. He wanted to talk to Miz about no longer being hurt. Basically, it was Miz TV with a little kiddie pool in, in the ring. They, they had the same chairs and whatnot. So, yeah. Bucket of drip sticks. Which was funny because I went to the grocery store today after picking up my kids from school. And they had one of those little squirter things at, at the grocery store. And my son legit goes, hey, it's a drip stick. I go... Oh, Lord. He legit saw it, grabbed it off the shelf in the grocery store, and said, hey, it's a drip stick. I said, yeah, it's also like a squirt gun type thing. He goes, he didn't, he didn't say John Morrison. He goes, no, it's like Mrs. Drip Stick, because he doesn't really know who John Morrison is. But my, my kids know the Mrs. They've been watching WWE forever. They know who Miz is. They've seen Miz and Mrs., We've gone to Miz uh, meet and greets before, so they've met, like, not met, met Miz, but they, they, like, Miz did a meet and greet at a Cricket Wireless here. We went and got a picture with him, so, like, they know who Miz is. They don't know really who Morrison is, but it was just funny who he looks. I was like, yeah, it's a squirt gun thing. He goes, no, it's Miz's dripstick. I just thought that was so funny and random in the grocery store. So, Morrison introduces the Miz, who walked to the ring. Morrison said that he hadn't spoken to Miz in a week since Miz revealed he's no longer hurt. Or was he even never hurt? So Morrison asked Miz what his favorite movie was, and Miz said, well, all of my starring roles of the Marine franchise, of course. Morrison's like, oh, you got a lot of favorites. Next question, hmm, are you pretending being injured this whole time? Miz says, I never lie. I'd never lie to you. And I would never use you or a fake injury. Morrison wasn't buying that last point, the fake injury point. Miz tried to reason with him until Damian Priest would interrupt. Priest read some unnatural dialogue, like this was bad scripting, saying that he would beat Sheamus at SummerSlam and party in Las Vegas. He claimed that Miz was using Morrison as his servant. Miz yelled at Priest and also slipped out a line calling Saturday WrestleMania. It's SummerSlam.
Smith said that he's never been injured in his 16-year career, so he didn't know how to react to his first major injury ever. He said he knew some wrestlers compete hurt, including Morrison at WrestleMania, but didn't want to risk anything because he has a family to take care of. Miz admitted to being cleared a few weeks ago, and Morrison was actually surprised to learn that fact. Priest mocked Miz for running away last week. Morrison suggested they celebrate the debut of Moist TV by having a match. Miz versus Damian Priest. Miz didn't like the idea. Priest pushed Miz into the kiddie pool, and I guess that was making the match official. Next up, we had a two-and-a-half-minute match. Damian Priest versus The Miz. Sheamus joined commentary. The Miz tried to suck up, thinking that he might help. Uh, Miz tried to suck up to Damian Priest. No, Sheamus. Thinking Sheamus might help him. Miz took control early and briefly. There was a distraction by Morrison, which really didn't really do much. Priest then hit the bro, hit a bro kick on Miz and picked up the victory. I think it was like, I didn't really write much down because there wasn't much in this match. I think like, Morrison tried to use the drip stick, couldn't use it. They got ejected and yeah, bro kick to the face. Miz takes a, an L. Sheamus didn't appreciate Priest using his move and said he would kick Priest's head off come SummerSlam. I'm actually excited for this match. This is one of the matches where I go, man, this is a new, fresh matchup that I'm really actually excited about. Cleaver Marie told Dewdrop that she blew it last week, losing to Alexa Bliss. Dewdrop tried to blame it on Lily. Marie then cut her off and said she didn't even ask her to speak. Marie then suggested that Dewdrop go to the playground and take care of their little problem. Dewdrop kind of seemed a little confused, and Marie told her, Bring me Lily. The Miz approached Morrison in the back. He spoke about how hurt they were until deciding to make up. Kingston and Xavier Woods were in the background and held up a sign that said, buy our shirt. Ms. Morrison had no idea about this. I didn't get it either. Okay. We had Alexis Playground. Bliss spoke to the doll and mocked even Marie. Dewdrop showed up and grabbed the doll. Dewdrop became frightened upon looking in it, looking right into the doll's eyes, basically. And gave it right back to Alexa. She left, and Bliss laughed. Next up, we had Mansoor against Mace in a just slightly under two-minute match. Mace seemed to have a one, but then there was a roll-up. Uh, one with a roll-up. Uh, Mansoor kicked out. No, Ali kicked him in the face, where the referee couldn't see. Mansoor then rolled up Mace and picked up the victory. In the back, almost told Sarah Schreiber that he would... Kill the legend of the legend killer, Randy Orton, tonight. Styles said almost will be the new legend killer, while Styles himself was the moron killer because he earlier in the night defeated Riddle. We then got a Goldberg video package, which led to Randy Orton versus almost. Match went three minutes and 45 seconds. Almost has his own music and, and intro graphics now, which is cool, which is cool. Orton immediately went for an RKO, but almost blocked it. Almost also blocked a punch. And hit a delayed scoop slam. Almost squeezed Orton's head before clubbing him on the back. The crowd chanted, let's go Randy. Let's go Randy. Let's go Randy. Orton started fighting back after getting some energy from the live crowd. And almost knocked him back down. 
Orton dodged the charge and went for an RKO, but almost easily shoved him out of the ring. Styles, thinking that the referee wasn't looking, kicked Orton, but the ref saw it, called for the bell and the DQ, just like that. Thousand almost with an attack Orton after the match, almost drove him over the barricade, just threw him with one hand, picking him up and placing him back into the ring for Styles. Styles set him up for the phenomenal forearm, but Riddle would run out. He dropped kick almost off the apron before clotheslining Styles out of the ring. Crowd booed almost because he wouldn't get in the ring to fight Riddle. Almost carried Styles away over his shoulder. Riddle helped Randy to his feet, and Orton asked for a mic. He said, you know what? I said you had to earn my respect, and you have, kid. Orton said, kid, you earned my respect. And because of that, RKO is back. Crowd cheered tremendously. Orton gave Riddle a hug, and Riddle was ecstatic. Riddle then said, quote, Randy, you make me so happy, which produced a genuine laugh from the crowd. Riddle said, RK Bro will be challenging Styles and Omos this Saturday at SummerSlam for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Crowd popped tremendously. Like Riddle said he was going to challenge for the World Championship or something. And yeah, the match was made official later on in the night. Like this crowd, this is one of the most over things in WWE right now. Riddle and Randy RK bro. And when Randy finally said, you know what? You've earned my respect. I'll team with you. And then, and then Riddle said, we'll challenge for the tag titles. Boom. This crowd erupted. From the back, Kevin Patrick asked Jeff Hardy why he asked for another match with Karrion Cross. Hardy said that he was angry. Cross is dangerous, but Hardy has lived off of danger his entire career. Hardy suggested that Cross check his hourglass because in 15 minutes, his 15 minutes of fame will be over. Cross suddenly attacked Hardy from behind and headed to the ring. This match went less than a minute. This is this is what we should have been fucking seeing from Karrion Cross on the main roster from the start. Hardy was all over trying to get the momentum, trying to get the advantage, just going after Cross fast. Goes for the twist of fate. Cross reverses it. Cross jacket locks it in. Boom! Submission victory. Like, it's fine that for 30 seconds, Jeff's just jumping, pummeling, and then Cross is like, no. Shoves him off, reverses the twist of fate, Cross Jacket win in less than a minute. So, yeah, this, this is what we should have been seeing from carrying Cross on the main roster from the start. Sub one-minute matches where he's just murdering guys. And... He also says something about having a higher power, so Scarlet's coming soon, possibly. Leave Marie. Yelled at, at Dewdrop, where is it? And she's like, I, I can't get it. And she said, Dewdrop failed. Because do you know what it feels like to be slapped in the face? Because that's what, that's what you did to me. And she's like, well, uh, and Dewdrop slap, gets slapped across the face by Eva Marie. Dewdrop was stunned in silence. Then aired footage of Reginald at a park with 24-7 titles saying, hey, I grew up going to parks all the time. Going to parks is where I learned to do flips, running away from kids playing tag. So running away from guys trying to get my 24-7 championship? Ain't nothing different than what I was doing as a kid. 
then all of a sudden, Truth and Tozawa were in disguises trying to get him for the title. They both failed, and he drove away. WWE announced the card for SummerSlam. It is now official. RK Bro versus AJ and Omos for the Raw Tag Team titles. And, unexpected to me, I didn't think this was going to be announced for SummerSlam. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. So next up, we have Charlotte Flair and a mystery partner against Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. The mystery partner was none other than Nia Jax. Jax gave Nikki a running hip attack in the corner to follow it up with basically kind of a Rikishi stink face kind of move. This led to a small Rikishi chant. But she literally whipped Nikki into the corner, did the hip attack deal where she, boom, with the butt, and then she sat there for a second and then just hips back and forth, hips back and forth. And this led to the crowd going, Rikishi, Rikishi. I thought it was kind of funny. Charlotte booted Nikki out of the ring at one point, which led to a break less than two minutes into the match. When coming back, the told us that Nikki A.S.H. is being dominated by the heels. Nikki fought back at one point, though, and gave Charlotte a bull, uh, bullfrog. Ripley made the hot, got the hot tag and hit Charlotte with the headbutt. Low drop kick, spinning kick, and a Northern Lights suplex for a two. Charlotte sidestepped a missile drop kick and tagged in Jax, who gave Ripley a Samoan drop. Jackson set up for a Vader bomb, but Charlotte tagged herself in. Charlotte knocked Nikki off the apron before giving Ripley a natural selection and picking up the victory. So, on tonight's show, both Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair picked up victories. Just think about that one. Jax was kind of annoyed with Charlotte. Also, during this match, at one point, we saw Shayna Baszler watching. She was playing with a deck of cards, whatever that's supposed to mean because she's the queen of spades. But yeah, they said that that's the woman that Nia normally teams with. So I don't know if there's going to be something with Nia and Shayna or if there's going to be something with Shayna and and Charlotte or Shayna and Nikki or Shayna and Rhea. I don't know. But Shayna's going to be involved with one of these women. Bridget Styles told Kevin Patrick in the back that he and almost have beaten everybody. Viking Raiders, The New Day, Elias and Jackson Riker who aren't even a team anymore. Styles said, we're five days away from SummerSlam. And Orton will despise Riddle by then. So maybe they don't even have to do this match. Let me go to the main event segment. It was the Bobby Lashley Goldberg face to face. Goldberg comes out first and he mentions, you know, a couple years ago I moved my family to Texas. And we have been very happy with that. He introduces his son Gage in the front row, who looks like he was with some of his football uh football teammates. They were all wearing uh, Charger jerseys. I guess that's the team they play for for their school or whatever. Goldberg said, I want to introduce you guys to my son, Gage. He's the reason I got back into wrestling. He said, yeah, you can go on the internet and the YouTube and watch old Goldberg matches, but it ain't the same. It ain't the same as my son watching me wrestle in person, seeing Goldberg in action, his father do what he does best. Bobby Lashley and MVP would interrupt. MVP said, Goldberg, now matched. Goldberg thought, he could come back, hit a spear, jackhammer, and then he saw Lashley and knew, oh, this guy's different. He's facing a man 
more dangerous and more explosive and more dominant than any other champion Goldberg has faced. Lashley said that he knew Goldberg wanted a moment at SummerSlam. He was going to give it to him. Finally, Goldberg's career will be ended by the Almighty. Goldberg kind of laughed and said, quote, Lashley, that's bullshit. Lashley got annoyed and tried to attack Goldberg. Goldberg gave him a spear. Gage then jumped the barricade. And he and his dad posed on the stage as the show went off the air. Crazy to think this is the same kid. 2016. But, but, if you watched the last Goldberg documentary on the WWE Network, there's a whole section on that doc of him saying that his son wanted to play football. So he moved to Texas. He got his son a coach. He got his son a trainer. His son's been powerlifting, getting ready for football, dropping weight, getting more muscle. So, not that big of a shock, I guess, because he's literally got his son, his son on a training regimen to become just a football monster. But with that, that was Monday Night Raw, guys. That was Monday Night Raw. With that, now I know I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's show. Remember to be part of the show. You could do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. First off, I want to check the polls as far as the Twitch poll does go. 83% thought tonight's show was just all right. 17% liked it, and nobody disliked it on Twitch. As far as the YouTube poll does go, that's a different story. 51% of you liked it. 33% thought it was just all right. And 16% did not like tonight's Raw. As far as the text messages do go. Um, this person says, I missed Raw because my power went out, but I'm glad I hear it from you. Also, do you see all champions retaining their titles at SummerSlam? So, thinking of all the title matches at SummerSlam, Roman retains. Lashley retains. Nikki, I'm going to go 33-33-33 because I can see that going, no. We'll go 50-50 either Nikki, and I'm going to do full predictions later this week. But I'm going to go and say that that's a toss-up between Nikki A.S.H. and Charlotte Flair. So that one I don't see. On, uh, that one I don't see just a certified, oh, I'm going to say retain. The other match that I think the title will change hands, I'm trying to think of all the title matches. I don't see the Usos dropping their belts. I can see RK Bro winning the tag titles. Chris says, whose team will you be rooting for in the WWE Championship match at Summer? Oh, Team Lashley or Team Goldberg? Ah, uh, Lashley. Because it's it's obvious that Goldberg ain't winning the damn title. Chris says, you have any update on Natalia and what and what your favorite wrestler all time who hit the mic so amazing? Okay, I don't understand the last one about who hit the mic so amazing. Favorite wrestler of all time. I grew up a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. Second favorite of all time. Brian Danielson. Anyways, as far as Natalia, all I know is they're saying, from what I've heard, she's progressing quicker than they expected from the injury, and so that's a good sign. Her says, is SmackDown going to be three hours long? I know the idea has been pitched, but it was pitched a while ago, so I don't know. If it does, the third hour would have to be on FS1. It can't be on Fox. That's the issue that would keep it from happening. Or says, do you know if a match will replace Sasha Banks and be, uh, Sasha and Bianca 
on Saturday. Well, we don't even know if the match is off. We don't know what's going on with them two. Because as of tonight on, on Raw, they were still announcing Sasha and Bianca for SummerSlam. Chris says, what do you think of Eva versus Alexa? Do you think it will still go on? And who do you think going to be Lily for NXT? What do you mean be Lily for NXT? That makes no sense, Lily for NXT. And there's going to be something, Eva and Bliss, Marie, Eva, Marie, and Bliss at the at pay-per-view. There's going to be something. Or says, do you think Randy and Riddle will challenge for the Raw Tag Team? Do I think? No, I know because that match has been announced. Or says, Raw was okay. I was also watching last year's SummerSlam on Peacock, and I see they fixed the rewind and fast-forward. No. No. They've always had rewind and fast-forward for on-demand content. They don't for live content. That's the problem. Ever since Peacock launched, there's always been fast-forward and rewind for on-demand video content. Trust me. I watch more than just WWE. I've had Peacock since before WWE merged with Peacock because you get it for free with Comcast. But, no, they've always had uh, rewind and pause and all that for on-demand, but they don't have it for live content. That's the big issue. Says, did you see the new Nikki ASH merch on shop? Yep, we talked about it earlier. And yeah. So with that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. For you guys that are trying to go to SummerSlam this weekend and may not be vaccinated, I will be following the story very closely on needing vaccinations possibly for Allegiant Stadium and what that could entail. Again, there is a press conference tomorrow at noon Pacific time to outline all of this and what they're going to try and do. So if we do hear anything on if this new protocol for Allegiant Stadium is only for Raiders stuff or if it could affect anything in the building, we will let you guys know tomorrow early afternoon or whatever. So have a great night, guys. I'll be live later on my Twitch, playing some games. Banks said there might be some downtime for Fortnite, so I don't know what I'm going to play. I was thinking of playing Fortnite. We'll figure it out. So with that, guys, have a great night. I will see you guys tomorrow for NXT. Have a good one.